Let's pray. Father God, I love you. I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for uh, just loving us, Lord. It was, uh, it's, it's an awesome week here at HBF, Lord. Uh, it was crazy uh, and frazzling and uh, borderline uh, chaotic at times, Lord, but uh, I, I do believe that you got the glory for it. I do believe that the gospel um, got where it needed to go, uh, and I do, do believe that the seeds were planted. So, uh, Lord, I do... Um, I thank you for Chris and Lauren and just everybody who had a part in that. And um, uh, Lord, you just uh, we, we don't know on this side of eternity how that's going to impact, but we do uh, put our faith in you that you're going to do the work. And so uh, we do thank you for that. I pray that you would just uh, refresh your saints as uh, across the church body. Uh, everybody's uh, involved in that. And so I do pray that we wouldn't be weary in well-doing, and I pray that you would just get the honor and the glory for everything that was done. I pray you bless your word this morning uh, as we jump back into the book of Romans and uh, Lord, I do pray that uh, you give us something tangible to hang on to, that we're not just here, uh, just going through the motions, but really we walk out of here with something that's like, yeah, I, I needed that. And so, uh, God, I do pray you speak to us. I uh, pray for main service today. I uh, pray for uh, those who are out for whatever reason, and uh, I pray for uh, just your saints, Lord. Uh, the Passpoint class has been busy, and so I pray you would just refresh us in your word that we could just keep running hard. Uh, I pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so if you got your Bibles, uh, flip over to the book of Romans, obviously, that's where we're at. And so, uh, uh, wrong, okay, so, I uh, thought she was pissed to me. Okay, so uh, last week we started uh, going through chapter 15, and so I had, uh, I used the analogy, right, uh, if you've ever been on a plane, right, or if you're like Chris, it's like, which one this week? But, uh, you know, a lot of travel going on. But uh, anyway, so if you've ever been on a plane, you know, it's like the same thing. You get there, and it's always the basic instructions. Turn your phone off, do this, do that. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I could sleep through this, right? And then you get in the flight, and you have all this liberty and freedom again. And then the same thing, you know, you're getting close to the destination, and, you know, you hear the pilot come on, you know, little ding, ding, or whatever. And, you know, and so... They're just like, hey, we're you know so far away from where we're going. Just in case you were wondering, the temperatures, you know, it's summertime, so it's hot no matter where you go. Um, but the temperatures, this, you know, but hey, we need to prepare for landing, you know, so put your stuff away, right? Just to put it in layman's terms, hey, hey, <laughs> you got it. Put put your stuff away, right? So put the little table up, right? You know, you need to. Uh, uh, you know, make sure you got your cell phones turned off. Uh, you need to, you know, make sure that you, you're done eating or whatever. You're, you know, just all the little basic instructions. And so I compared it to that because as we get to chapter 15, Romans is a fairly long book as far as uh, Paul terms, right? Paul writes short books, very short, impactful, like get a lot out of it, right? Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, right? All, a lot of these books are short, impactful, but uh, the book of Romans has a lot in it, and there's a lot of doctrinal, oh my gosh, like blow your mind off kind of stuff, and so we're kind of we're kind of starting to coast in for a landing. And so that's kind of what Romans 15 is. And so I titled it just Basic Instructions as we begin to prepare for landing. <clears throat> and so we got through the first four of these last week. I'll just read them to you. If you weren't here, you can go back and listen to it. Uh, I haven't been recording on, on Facebook, but you can get this stuff on the podcast app or however you do that. I don't know. The church app, yeah. I mean, I have a podcast app on my phone, and it... Like on Monday when she uploads it, it pops up and it just says, hey, there's a new episode available. Same thing with like Brian's teaching or whatever. So if you subscribe to the Passpoint class, you can get that. But anyway, 
you can get it anywhere. If you're looking for it, let me know. I'll help you find it. But yeah, I mean, it, it's there. You can find it on the website. Like, if you're like, I can't find it, it's because you're not looking very hard. I'm just say. But anyway, so uh, the first four from last week. So basic instructions, right? So the first one, like I said, these are very basic, right? It's not like earth-shattering stuff when the pilot comes on. He's like, hey, just so you know, we're going to have to, like, fight the crazy wind that's coming this way, and, you know, uh, the weather's not so great. They don't tell you those, like, in-depth details. They tell you the simple things, right? So Paul's telling you the simple things here. You can read between the lines when it's like, hey, that lightning doesn't look so good, and we're getting ready to land, right? You can read between the lines on some of these basic instructions, right? But he's giving you some basic stuff. Hey, Brian, will you pull that down a little bit? you don't have to pull it all the way down, but just pull it down some. Um, so basic instructions. The first one was please others before you please yourself. The first three verses. Please others before you please yourself. I don't have time to read the whole chapter, so I'm just going to fast forward through these, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll pick up where we were, and I'll, I'll read through there. So please others before you please yourself. You've got to worry about pleasing everybody else before you're ever worried about, man, I just really want... Well, guess what? It doesn't work like that. And so I don't have time to reteach it, so go back and listen to it. So the second one, verses 4 to, four to 6, be like-minded according to Christ. Don't be like-minded because we like to hang out together. Don't be like-minded because, you know, we like to the, the same sport or like the whatever else, right? Be like-minded according to Christ. You should be like-minded even if you don't like doing those other things. Because why? Because we have Christ. There's a common denominator there that no matter what, right, even though, uh, you know, I, I I might not like some of the same things that Phil likes hobby-wise, right? You know, I, I so here's a really good example. I think it's really dumb, right? And I'll just say it when people lower their trucks to the ground. I'm like, trucks are meant trucks are meant to be raised up. And Phil's like, I really want to lower a truck, and I'm like, it. I don't know why. <laughs> it's called a car. <laughs> so anyway. Things like that. It's like, well, I, I, can't, I can't hang out with Phil now, right? Can't do it, right? So it's not like that because we're like minded in Christ. That's just a really dumb example, but anyway. Um, so yeah, be like-minded according to Christ. The third one, glorify God regardless of circumstance, right? Too often in life we're like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be focused on Christ. I'm supposed to be fill in the blank. But I got this thing I got to take care of first. It doesn't work like that, right? Uh, glorify God regardless of circumstance. Number four, abound in hope, admonishing one another. Abound means to live in, to surround yourself. Abound in hope. Like if you want a way to just like, you know what, it doesn't matter what I'm going through, I'm, a, I'm living in hope. I am surrounded in hope. I am submerged in hope. Admonishing one another. When you do that, you admonish one another. So that's I don't have time to go back and do all that. So pick up in verse 15. So that was the first four. There are six more. We're probably not going to get through them. I'll just be the first one to tell you that. So you don't have to be like, yeah, he's not going to do it. I'll just tell you. I'm probably not going to do it. Let's read through it, though. So verse 15 uh, of Romans chapter 15. Paul says, Nevertheless, brethren... Notice he's writing to the church. He's writing to other Christians at this point. Brethren, I have written the more boldly unto you... Uh, in some sort, as putting you in mind because of the grace that is given to me of God, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. I have therefore whereof I might uh, I may glory through Jesus Christ in those things which uh, pertain to God. For I would not dare to speak any uh, of any of those things which Christ hath not wrought by me to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. Uh, through the uh, mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about to... Uh, how do you say that? 
How do you say that, Paige? You're an English teacher. Uh, yeah, anyway, there, there's a town there, right? So from Jerusalem to that place, Illyricum, something, uh, I, you know, a good teacher would have that figured out by now, but uh, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Yea, so I strive to preach the gospel, not where Christ is named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. But as it is written, to whom he uh, was not spoken of, they shall see, and they that have not heard shall understand, for which cause I also... For which cause also I have uh, been much hindered from coming to you. So I'm going to stop right there because I don't know how far I'm going to get and I don't need to read the whole thing to you. But So basically Paul's picking up where he was and he's just like, hey, uh, I've kind of told you these different things. You know, hey, we need to worry about other people. We need to be like-minded. We need to be glorifying God, right? We need to abound, you know, focusing, you know, bringing other people to Christ. And then he's like, hey, here's some other instructions, right? Here's some other things that we need to just hit on. He's kind of like scatterbrained. He's like, he's over here, then he's over here, right? And so last week, all the examples he used, just in case you were wondering, there's another way you can kind of teach this chapter, but everything he used last week was the example of Christ himself, Right? He's like, hey, I want you to please others before yourself, like Christ did. Right? I want you to be like-minded, right? like Christ was with his disciples. I want you to glorify God no matter what, like, like Christ did. Right? Hanging on the cross, he was glorifying God the whole time. Right? He used Christ as the example the entire time. We get to this week, starting here through the end of the chapter, he's like, okay, so in case Christ wasn't enough, and that's not really what he's saying, but we use Christ as an example, but if that wasn't enough because you know maybe you didn't actually get to see Christ, you see, you've seen me. And he's like, I'll use myself as the example from here on out. right? So you, you have Christ as the example and you have Paul as the example the rest of the chapter. So number five and verse 15 to 17, your, your next basic instruction. It's, it's very simple, guys. These aren't earth-shattering, right? Be the minister of Jesus Christ. right? Be the minister, not a minister. Be the minister of Jesus Christ. In verse 15 it says, Nevertheless, so he's been talking about Christ, and he says, Nevertheless, brethren, I, he's talking about himself now, have written the more boldly unto you in some sort as putting you in mind because of the grace that is given to me of God, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost. He says that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ. When somebody thinks of you, right, somebody from your work, right, when they think of Phil, when they think of Chris, when they think of Brady, when they think of, you know, wh- whoever you are, right, I like to pick on the guys. Ladies, you're, you're off the hook, right? But when, when, uh, when, when people around you, when they think of you, is Christ a part of your life, or is Christ your life? Right? And I'm not saying, oh my gosh, that person's such a Jesus freak, right? Or that person doesn't, you know, they're so religious. That drives me crazy. The word religious is so dumb, right? You know, religious people do the same thing over and over again, and they don't even know why they do it. Like, I can tell you exactly why I do the things I do every single day, right? That's the difference between a relationship and a religion, just in case you're wondering. But anyway... It, Christ doesn't need to be a part of your life. Christ isn't, you know, your Sunday morning thing. Christ isn't your, you know, on discipleship night thing. Christ isn't your, oh, I need to go to VBS thing. No. Christ is what you do day in and day out, right? Does that mean I don't go to work? Well, no. If I don't go to work, my wife's going to become unhappy with me after a while, right? Um, you know, I still go to work, but the things that I do are to please Christ, Right, the things that I do at work are still to be a good testimony unto Christ. I've, I've been doing some stuff for 
actually Brady's aunt and uncle this week, right? And so, I, obviously, I want to go, and I want to be known for doing a good job. I want people to know uh, me and Paige and MC3, you know, a, a, as a company that does really good work, right? I do want that to be known. But I also want it to be known that we are a good testimony of Christ while we do it, right? That we, everything that we do, we strive to please Christ as we do it. And so, you know, you have people like uh, uh, Jeff and Annette, and it's like, I want to be that that person. I don't, yeah, I do want to be somebody who does good work, but I want to be somebody who has a good testimony of Christ throughout. You know, no different. So maybe, you know, so we own our own company, but, you know, you're like, I'm an employee. Okay, well, be the employee that's known for taking your Bible to work. You know, and actually reading it, not just carrying it, right? And, you know, or be the employee who's known for, you know, actually saying something sometimes. You know, not always. You know, not every time. I understand that you don't always, like, just force the door open. But if there's an open door, be the guy who's, you know, they should know you. You should be known, not, you know, yeah, they go to church. Because too often, that's what we're known as. Yeah, they go to church. You should be known as, not A, as the minister of Jesus Christ. And that is what you should be known for. And you might be like, man, that's really going to, I mean, for lack of a better word, that's really going to cramp my style, right? And I pick my own clothes out, right? But that's really going to cramp my... No, you need to be known for... <laughs> I really tickled Brady. <laughs> you need to be known for being the minister. Like, that is what I want to be known for, more than anything else. Like, I, for the longest time in my life, like, I... If there was one thing that people knew about me, it was probably that, like, he, he works hard, right? You know, he doesn't get a lot done sometimes, but he works hard. You know, it, more than that, like, yeah, I do want to know that, I want people to know that that's something about me, right? And even as I raise my boys, I'm like, man, I, I want them to have that work ethic because it means a lot. But, man, more than that, be known as the minister of Christ. That if, like, if somebody in your influence is like, man, something comes up in their life, and obviously they don't want to hear about it every day, but if something comes up, like, there's no question about, I wonder who, should, who I should talk to about this. Like, there's no question about, I know Brady is going to know, and I know I'm going to get the gospel while I hear it, but I know that, that, that I can hear truth. I mean, you need to be known for that. Not, oh, I think that person goes to church, so I, I maybe, maybe could ask them. No. Like, there should be no doubt about, like, oh my gosh, something's going on in my life. There's, you know, this is the person I need. You need to be known as the minister. That's what Paul was like. Man, if there's nothing else people know about me, it's like when I was going the opposite way, I was going hardcore about it, right? He was killing Christians. But it's like once I got saved, and I've never looked back since then, I'm known as the minister of Jesus Christ. Man, that is what you need to be known for. Not A... Not sometimes. You need to be known as the minister of Jesus Christ more than anything else. Moving on. Your second one. So you need to be the minister of Jesus Christ. Uh, somebody read 2 Corinthians 5.18. Sorry. Uh, and, and I'll get ready to go to the next one. 2 Corinthians 5.18. Be the minister of Jesus Christ. And all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given, us, given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That's one of my favorite verses because you might be like, what does that mean to be the minister? Like, what is our job? Is to reconcile people back to Christ. You are ministry, You have the ministry of reconciliation more than anything else. Like, people are lost, they're dying, they're going to hell. Is there any debate on that? No. People are saved and they're wayward, right? They're not going to hell, but man, they're still not right with Christ. Either way, you have one ministry. You might be like, it's to take care of the kids. No, you're wrong, right? 
Oh, well, it's, to, it's to, to play in the praise band, or it's to teach Passpoint, or it's to take care of the house, or it's to do what you like. Well, that's my minute. No, your ministry is the ministry of reconciliation. It is to reconcile people back to Christ. That is what that means. More than anything else, like, well, my ministry is the ministry of reconciliation. Just fill in the blank with that, right? Well, how do I do that? Well, this week we were trying to reconcile some really crazy young children to Christ somehow. Right? And it was just to, uh, man, Paige and I's job is just like keep them alive. Like, okay, we're going to try to do that this week. Like, get them from point A to point B to point C. uh, And, you know, first off, don't let them kill themselves. Uh, Second off, uh, don't strangle them. Right? And it's like, so keep them alive. That was my job this week. You know? And there were times I was just like, I don't know that I can do this. (laughs) We are ministers of reconciliation. The lost people around you, they need to be reconciled to Christ. The saved people around you that are struggling with whatever, they need to be reconciled back to Christ. It doesn't mean they lost their salvation. It just means that, hey, there's something amiss. We need to reconcile them back. That is your ministry, right? So if you want to be known as the minister of Christ, that's what you need to be known for, is being a minister of reconciliation. Man, you need to put that verse in, in your little verse bank, right? Your little feather in your hat. You need to have that, right? The next one. So, uh, number five was you need to be the minister of Jesus Christ. Number six, you need to fully preach the gospel. Paul has said a lot in the book of Romans. He has said a lot. Right? I mean, we're going to have, I was kind of looking at the calendar, and I'm going to be gone some weeks here throughout the summer, and I was trying to play out you know, how getting through the rest of Romans was going to be. And I want to go back and do kind of like a Romans review because there's a lot of stuff we said back at the beginning of Romans that I think y'all already forgot. Not because you're not living it, but because, you know, there's only so much gray matter up there and sometimes it just like falls out, right? And then also, right, and then also, I'll just tell you this now, if you have like any questions, like, okay, so we went through Romans and there's still just like a little bit of a, what about this? Like, be thinking of those and writing those down because I want to have a day where it's just like, okay, any question that you have about the book of Romans that you still don't quite understand, you need to ask this day because after that, like, I'm just going to assume that you guys got it figured out, okay? So, uh, we'll get there. So anyway, just throwing that out there. So anyway, we need to fully preach the gospel. He has said a lot. He's coming down quick on all the things that he said, right? Please others, be like-minded, glorify God, abound in hope, be the minister of Christ, fully preach the gospel. That's something we struggle with, by the way. Verse 18, Paul says, For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ hath not wrought by me, to make the Gentiles obedient by word and deed. What's he saying? He's saying, I'm not even going to dare say anything that I'm even halfway good at other than the things that Christ gave me the ability to do, right? Stop boasting in the things that we can do, right? Stop, you know, he's like, I'm not going to dare say anything other than give Christ the glory, right? Man, I led all these people to Christ. No, Christ allowed me to share the gospel and these people got saved. There's a lot of different ways that you can say things, right? Paul's like, I'm not even going to dare try to take any of God's glory, by word indeed, verse 19, uh, through mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and roundabout to uh, Lyricum, uh, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Right? That I have fully preached it. He's like, first off, he says, I'm not even going to dare try to take any of God's glory, but if there's one thing that I will say, if there's one thing that I want to be known for, is that I fully preach the gospel of Christ. That's your next one. Number six, you need to fully preach the gospel. Too often... And I'll just, 
I'll just shoot it straight, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat this. Too often, in the Christianity, we'll just call it American Christianity, and I won't, I won't put you guys on the hook here, but I'm gonna say that, you know, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I know how y'all are, because I am you sometimes. We try to, I just, I need to have a really good relationship with this person, right? I need to, uh, I, I need to wait till they come to me and ask me, alright? Or, you know, I share the gospel with them by the way I live my life, right? My, my testimony speaks for itself, or, you know, they know, and if, if you know, if, if something happens, they'll come to me and they'll ask, or, you guys get what I'm saying, right? They know I go to church, right? Well, guess what? The church ain't gonna save nobody. Christ is, right? And, and at the end of the day, and, and I get it, sometimes I'm like, man, we don't have to be quite that hardcore, but guess what? Sometimes people need hardcore, right? They don't need somebody that, okay, well, I know if something happens in my life, I can go talk to I, I can go talk to him, right? We need to fully preach the gospel of Christ, right? You won't be able to say what Paul just said that you will be known for that, right? Well, I, I had a good testimony with him. Brian Clark used to put it this way really well. Because too often that's what we do. We're like, I want to, I want to build a relationship with it. Like, so maybe our kids played on the same ball team. We always use this example. Like, our, our kids played on this on on the same uh, football team, and except for football is completely different there. It's it's like they don't know what real football is, I guess. But anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, Sam. I know you're really into the soccer thing, but it's just different sports. But anyway, so like maybe our kids play on the same team, and you know they know that I'm a. He he would always say they always they know that I'm a minister. Like that's why he calls himself a minister. He's like. Uh, and I'm a minister, and you know, I, w- I would spend you know all this time you know, like trying to build a relationship with them. Hey, you know how the kids doing, and you know all, all this different stuff. You know, trying to like wait for the door to open, and you know maybe we would spend the entire season, you know, trying to get where I, I could at least you know say, hey, you know. Is there a time that maybe we could get together and you know chat about the Bible, or you know we spend we spend weeks, months, sometimes even years with this one person on our heart that's like, man, I really want to share the gospel with this person, and we spend our entire days, weeks, months, you fill in the blank. I don't know who it is that you're thinking about when I'm saying this, but and we're just like, man, I, I really want to, but I'm just waiting for the right time. I'm waiting for you know my testimony to have spoken enough that I have the ability, you know, the the, the right to to share the gospel, right? And so, and there's two sides of this, and I'll, I'll flip it in a minute, but um, you know, and, and so we'll spend all of our time like, I just, I really want to, you know, I, I want to wait till I have the right time, and so maybe you spent months, right, trying to, you know, you've talked about everything, you talked about the kids, you know, you've talked about, I'm talking to the guys now, but, you know, ladies, maybe you've talked about, you know, all the things that you do at home, and you talk about, you know, things at work, and you talk about, you, you spend all these times, and you've hit on every subject in the world, other than the thing that you really want to talk to them about, and finally, after months, or sometimes even years, you get the goal to just be like, hey, you know, is there a time that, you know, maybe not even right now, because you always let them off the hook. You always give them the out, you know, and I, I like that. But, you know, hey, not right now, but is there a time that maybe we could get together and, and just look into the Bible about, you know, what, what Christ has to say about, you know, your life? You know, and, and you're like, man, I've spent years of my life with this person. They have no, they, they have no right to say anything that, yeah. And then they're just like, no, I'm not into that, bro. <laughs> no. You're just crushed. Because Why? Because you've invested years of your life into somebody that's completely uninterested. And they knew it from the beginning. Right? And so, not that it's not wise to invest in people, 
but you need to fully preach the gospel of Christ. People need to know your intentions from the get-go, right? And I'm not saying that, hey, you meet somebody for the first time and say, hey, I see your kids on my son's ball team. Hey, are you saved? Right? That's not what I'm saying. But you need to be, you need to be quick about your intentions. People need to know where you're coming from, right? You know, and so you need to fully preach. Well, my testimony preaches enough. You need to fully preach the gospel. What, is, what, is, what does that mean? Right? And, and I know it's going to sound churchy when I say this, but you're preaching the death, burial, and resurrection. Right? You're preaching the fact that Christ came, that he lived perfect, unlike you, because you're not perfect. Right? He came, he lived perfect, he died, the death, burial. Right? He died. What happens when people die? Well, we don't just leave them out because they start to stink. Right? We bury them. Right? So... That makes him no still. At this point still, other than he lived perfect, he's no different than you and me. Right? You preach the death, burial, but if you don't ever get to the resurrection part, he's no different than anybody else. You have to tell people that he is different than anybody else who's ever lived. He's different than Muhammad. Right? He's different than Buddha. He's different than all the Hindu gods. Why? Because he's alive. You have to preach the death, burial, and resurrection. First <coughs> uh, Corinthians fifteen, one to four, somebody read that. Uh, that this this is what we have to preach. Like, nothing else matters other than this. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory that what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Right. At the end of the day, the gospel is not, hey, come to church with me. Although that's how it comes out of our mouth sometimes. It's not, hey, you need to get saved. Like, well, I thought that was the gospel. No, that's not the gospel. The gospel is the death. Jesus Christ came. He lived perfect. He died. For what? For you. The burial. He, he was buried just like everybody else. And he resurrected. He is God. Right? That is the gospel. Too often we, we preach part of the gospel. Too often we're like, yeah, but... No, I'm telling you, you have to fully preach the gospel. Are you known for fully preaching the gospel? You might be like, okay, well, that's going to push me over the edge to the Jesus freak category. Okay, well, I understand sometimes if you don't walk through that door, you're not going to be obedient. It is what it is. And I will also say this, right? I told you I'd give you the other side of this. Too often people are like, well, I have to kind of earn... You know the right to share the gospel with somebody. You know, and there are people, even in this church, that would say you don't have to have the right at all, right? Well, you're right. They are right when they say that you don't have to have the right. I can go up to somebody on the street and say you need to hear the gospel, right? But they also have the right to tell me to go pee off, right? <laughs> to say it nicely. So yes, there is something to be said about having a relationship with somebody and at least a good enough testimony to be able to walk through the door. Right, and there's different kind of street evangelism. It works. I've seen it work. Right, not always, but I'm just saying there there's two sides to everything. So don't think that well, Jason said I can't even have a relationship with somebody before. There's two sides to it. But I'm just saying if you spend your entire life building a relationship, building a bridge, just to find out that the other person is completely uninterested, like at some point your intentions have to be known. So does that make sense? That there has to be two sides to the thing. Okay, so and I get both sides of it. I get it that it's just like, if I just go share the gospel with this guy, like he's never going to look at me the same, and I'm never going to have the same uh, relationship with him, right? There are people that I'm just waiting for the door to open a little bit, because I only see these guys every now and then, but like 
there are other, other times it's like, okay, I see this person all the time. At some point, i got to walk through the door, right? And so I hope that makes sense. So you have to fully, fully preach the gospel. And let's get through one more of these, and then I'll save the last three for next week. Verse 20. you got to preach to those who don't know. Dang. you got to preach to those who don't know. Verse uh, 20. Verse 20. Paul says, uh, Holy smokes, I can't find it. Yea, so I have strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation, but as it is written, to whom uh, he was not spoken of, they shall see, and they uh, that have not heard uh, shall understand. Right? Yeah, that's as far as I'm going. You need to preach to those who don't know. And so, this is kind of convicting to me somewhat, because, you know, or really, it, sh- it should be convicting to all of us, because, like, I look around the room, y'all are busy, right? And you're busy about God's work, right? I look around here, you're here on Wednesdays, right? You're here on Sundays, you're here on every day of the week, right? It just depends on what's going on. Like, I get it. You're busy about God's work, and you're like, I know. But it should be convicting, because too often, we're super crazy, like I don't know the word to use to make you understand it, we're busy about God's work but how much how, how much of that is ministering to the lost like we're busy about the church, and we need to be right, because we're going to get to the next point next week, and I'll just give it to you right now you, so we got to preach to those who don't know and we got to minister to those who do know, and I'll differentiate that next week, but man we get so busy in the church. Well, I got to go here. I got to be there. I got this, right? And even me, I'm like, well, I'm preaching every Sunday morning, right? But, I mean, for the most part, I look around the room and I'm like, unless y'all got like some secret alter ego lifestyle, I believe that y'all are saved and, and you're striving for Christ, you know? I don't think you're out there. I'm, I don't think I'm preaching to the lost here. Now, I'm not saying that every person who ever walks into this room is saved. There are times that I know some people come in and I'm like, that person's probably not saved. Doesn't mean I'm going to change what I'm saying, but so for the most part, I am, I'm preaching, but y'all are saved. But what Paul's trying to say here is, at some point, you got to be reaching out to those who don't know. At some point, you got to do something outside the walls of this church, right? And you might be like, "Well, lost people come here." I get it. Uh, are, are are you going to tell me that predominantly the people who walk in the doors today they're going to be lost? No, right? Just not generally. Why? Because generally, lost people come in. And they either hear the truth and they get saved, or they hear the truth and they want nothing to do with it and they don't ever come back. I mean, it's generally one or the other, right? And so, if you're like, I'm so busy about the church, the work at the church, okay, well, that's good, right? But sometimes it's not godly, right? Sometimes, and and I'm not saying, oh my gosh, we have to do this, but there has to be something on top of that. Right? If, if all we're ever doing is ministering to the people inside the building, then the building eventually is going to run out of people. Right? It just, it just does. We have to be ministering to the lost. You have to be telling the people who don't know. You might be like, well, I don't have any opportunity to do that. Like, you are lying to yourself. Like, I, so, I work with one person every day. It's the same person every day. The guy's saved. Right? So, it's like, you guys know what I'm talking about. But anyway, so, it's the same person every day. So, but I still think about it. So, I, I would be the prime example to be like, well, I don't see any lost people. Okay, so I just go over the last week. Now, take VBS out of the equation. It's like, man, I, I, there's like four guys at the rental store I saw. I don't know how many times last week. Like, I, I could probably count two dozen people that I came across in the last week that I can think of, like picture their face, think of, not just like past them on the street. But it's like, I, I'm pretty sure that guy's lost. So 
I, I'm the prime guy to be like, I don't work around any lost people. But yet still, like I'll be the first one to tell you, we come across lost people. We have got to be ministering to those who don't know. That's what Paul's saying. What did he say? He says, I have strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, right? I wasn't just preaching the gospel at the church, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. It's okay to build upon another man's foundation, but don't just like always think, well, I'm just going to water the seed that's already planted. Okay? But as it is written, to whom he was not spoken of, they shall see, and they that have not heard shall understand. How cool is it going to be when we get to heaven and somebody's just like, man, I never would have got saved if Mitch wouldn't have come and like, shared the gospel with me. And I didn't even receive it the day he gave it to me. But, but you know, he, pre- he, he gave it to me. Right? Or, you know, I, I never would have got saved if, you know, Chris wouldn't disciple this guy. And then years later, that guy shared the gospel with me. That's fruit to your account. Right? We have to be getting the word to the lost. Somehow, some way. You might be like, well, I don't like going to the Royals game. That's kind of... Okay, whatever. I'm just telling you all these different things, all these different announcements, like we're going to go share the gospel in the park, we're going to go do the thing at the, the Royal Stadium. Like, like Every week, read your bulletin. There is somehow, some way, we're trying to get the gospel out. Like At some point, you have to get in on that. It's not just for everybody else. Myself included, right? At some point, we have to be like, oh... Maybe I should maybe I should try that, right? Maybe that's not always for the other guy. I'm just telling you. So we at some point we we have to be the minister of Jesus Christ. We have to fully preach the gospel, but we've got to preach to those who don't know. And you might be like, well, "There's a lot going on in the church." Well, that's good. Come back next week because the first thing we're going to talk about in extensive length is we have to minister to those who don't or the minister to those who do know. It's a two-sided coin, right? But you can't always only do one. Right? Sometimes evangelists, they get so focused on the outward that they don't ever have anything for those who get saved. Right, And so we can get too lopsided one way or the other. I'm just telling you, generally here at HBF, we're too lopsided on the... We're, we're heavy on ministry and not on evangelism. So we have to preach, the, preach to those who don't know. Romans 10.14. How are they going to know without a preacher? Right? That's, that's basically what that verse says. I'm telling you. There you go. I'm just telling you, like, how are they going to hear without a preacher? All right, so let's pray. We'll get out of here. Uh, there's three more. Uh, next week we'll get through. We'll get wrapped up in this chapter. But I do pray that... I, I, I know this stuff is basic, guys. It is like... It's elementary. Does that mean it's less important? Because Paul's saying it. I, after he gave some of the most doctrinal, uh, deep things that Paul ever said in the book of Romans, he wraps it up with this. Why? Because it's like, yeah, that stuff's really important. But make sure you get this, is what he's saying. That stuff's super important. Make sure you get this. This is the last, I mean, generally the last thing somebody says is the most, like the thing that you remember. Especially if you're like me, because like there's only so much room up here. So the other stuff, it's just like, if something goes in, something else has to fall out. That's just the way it works. Right? Maybe not, but... No, it's not. <laughs> so, so I'm saying, like, he said a lot. But he's like, hey, get this. All right, let's pray. Father God, I love you. I thank you for today. I thank you for the Passpoint class. I do pray that uh, you just refresh your saints uh, this week, Lord. Is um, It's kind of crazy to think, uh, refresh us as we go into the week. But, Lord, I do pray that you, you do refresh us. I pray for the 
uh, the kiddos uh, this week, there were several of them that heard the that heard the gospel. And I do pray that the seed is planted, and I pray that uh, we will be diligent to water it. I pray for the parents of those kids that um, maybe uh, even today, uh, a few of them would show up today uh, for the first time on a Sunday morning, and I pray that they would hear the gospel. And uh, what I do, uh, I pray we would just be the hands and feet of Jesus, that we would be the minister, not a minister, but we would be the minister of Jesus Christ in our lives, and um, that we would be known for that first and foremost. So I pray you just get the honor and the glory for our lives, from our lives. I pray that uh, you would just uh, really um, just use us, oh Lord. We, we can't do anything of our own, uh, but I pray that you would just use us to do your work. And I pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. All right, y'all. See you next week.